Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome back to Florida Foodie. I'm the show's producer, Thomas Mates, filling in today for Candace Campos and Lisa Bell. Southern cuisine is known for being rich and comforting, but rarely is it vegan. An Orlando chef is using his talents to turn Southern comfort foods into plant-based creations that everyone can enjoy. He's looking to expand his business, and we are so happy to be joined today by Sean Noonan from Dharma Southern Kitchen. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on here, Thomas. Fantastic. I'm more than happy to have you. So tell me your background. Let's Before we get to the future, let's go back. Where are you from originally? What's what's your history with with food, and and how did you come to this? Well, uh, I was I I I come from an army family, so oh, I don't really come from anywhere specifically. You know, I, I was raised an army brat, uh, kind of to Central Florida in the early '90s. Um, I have left a couple times for school and various things. I've lived in Chicago, Atlanta. Uh, I lived in Bulgaria for a little while cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, came back in 2012. 2012. So, and start, been, been, uh, that's when we started the first uh, business. Well, we took over the existing business of the vegan hot dog cart. Uh, we transitioned that into a food trailer, and then we transitioned that into a first brick and mortar, and now we have four of them. Now you have four of them. So traveling all over the country, I mean, I have to imagine, when you think army brat, pardon the term, <laughs> you don't normally think vegan food. How did you come to vegan food? <laughs> well, I originally came to uh, vegan food, I, I think at the time, uh, it was in my teens, and one of my girlfriends was vegetarian and vegan, mm-hmm. and so by by sort of the nature of the relationship, I was also, you know. Got so, it. Uh, I, I had never really, um, and that, that was young in my in my teens, so I, I had never really formed that <clears throat> classic negative opinion of, of vegetarianism. Because yes. I grew up playing ice hockey and uh, martial arts and things like that, and I was also eating vegetables, and so it mm-hmm. never really, I never really got that um, classic masculine thing that vegetables equal weakness or anything like that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm doing just fine. Exactly. So, <laughs> as I eventually got into culinary, I, I was very intrigued in what was going on, and, and this was, you know, when I really buckled down and got into the cooking world, mm-hmm. and you know, you know, sucked it up and went to culinary school and everything like that. This was 15 years ago, and every nerd was talking about. You're getting pig tattoos, and everybody mm-hmm. was a butcher. You yeah. know, that was like the thing. You know, yeah. oh, I I just figured out bacon exists. So like, okay, mm-hmm. well, congratulations, nerd. You know, like, <laughs> but what's really rebellious is is all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So, um, I, I I started without having really that negative opinion of, of vegetarian cuisine in the first place. So, yeah. And also, you know, I've, I've sort of you know I've been into other cultures my entire life, and you know how like you know Eastern culture we're talking. Tens of thousands of years have been like ninety percent grain and vegetables, and then maybe like sprinkling in a little bit of meat on top of things, yeah. like you know when the seasons were good or something like Even that. Even American culture wasn't so meat focused until post World War II. It's a great yeah. way to look at it. Yeah, yeah, once the Industrial Revolution sort of kicked in, you know, mm, and, and it became so, cheap and plentiful. Yep. So yeah. I, I just I, I've always gravitated towards it. Honestly, I, you know, mm-hmm. I you know you know like even if you were to look at it from the side of a, per, a chef's perspective, and I don't know this exact numbers, maybe we eat. 
five animals like in repetition yeah. you know, without it being like weird or exotic. Mm-hmm. But there's like 5,000 vegetables. So like yes. if you were a chef, like wh- where would you naturally your curiosity be drawn to? I'll mm-hmm. be at the 5,000 realm, you know? Like, yeah. okay, great. I know how to cook a, a pig. I know how to cook a, a cow, a chicken, goat, you know, sheep. You know, yeah. like, I'm sure I'm going to miss some and your podcast is going to be filled with comments. But like, <laughs> he forgot <laughs> Python. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but in general, I mean, it just made perfect sense to me. And I, I've always just sort of scoffed at the people that have scoffed at plant-based foods. And, and now, you know, some of the world's best restaurants sell in Pellegrino's Top 50. You got Noma going entirely vegan for seasons. 11 Madison Park is now entirely vegan. Mm-hmm. Everyone's looking into Alan Ducasse's, you know, old vegetable recipes. And, you know, even people recently, I've, I've read some local butchers that have had recent comments in, um, in some new p- publications that are like, yeah, we're going to try some more, you know, vegetable-focused cuisine. So everyone's coming around now because I think vegetables are the are the pig tattoos of 15 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Of what's happening and more now. Americans every day are, are focusing on more of a plant-based diet, either for health reasons or yeah. ecological reasons. Well, or, everyone you know. figured out you can't eat 10 pounds of charcuterie on a daily basis. Yeah, right. And, and sort of, you know, have a sustainable lifestyle. So you know, <laughs> uh, you know, that, that was the other option, too, is that, you know, like, I wanted to give my diners... Like I, I was, I was working in mm-hmm. sort of an upscale diner in Atlanta, and we had some guests come in, and they loved these specific sandwiches. And I mean, it's like fried green tomatoes with bacon, and it was double deckered with mm-hmm. like the bread was French toast, and then we yeah. poured gravy on top of that. And I forget what they called it, something ridiculous. And they would come in like three or four times a week and eat these things. And when you looked at these people, they weren't the people that should be eating these things three or four <laughs> times a week. And I just, I just felt like I was, I was, you know, like. You want your food to to benefit people's lives. Mm-hmm. You, you know, like food is medicine. You know, like yeah. we're, we're we're one of the few industries where you're ingesting what I'm selling you. Yeah. You know, like it's weird to think of it that way. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of a responsibility that as a chef that we bear towards what's happening to our patrons because you know, like if you're creating a negative environment that somebody is basically addicted to to, to consuming. I mean, what's the difference between you and a heroin dealer at that mm-hmm. stage in the game? You know, you're negative, you're profiting off of negative contributing to other people's lives. So, yes. you know, like, so how do you flip the script on that? You know, like, mm-hmm. how do you stop pushing these, these heart attack versions of things and stuff like that, you know, and just going full bore, plant, 100% plant based and Southern cuisine was like the most mm-hmm. ridiculous thing that I could think to tackle. I was like, cause like, you know, Southern cuisine or plant based foods at the time, you know, everyone was like trying to sell you these like, carrot sticks and hummus dip and like convincing you that these like collared wraps were food and I'm like man come on man no one wants to eat that garbage you know so like let's even vegans want junk food yeah 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 yeah. so you know or or just you know like actual like sustainable heart that hit those notes you know you're savory you're sweet you're salty you're spicy like umami all the things on your on your palate like we want to still have those things it's not Mm -hmm. just sort of like well I can make it another four hours if I eat these three things of tofu you know like it's like it's in survival mode the entire Mm -hmm. time and I didn't stop being athletic I still like working out I still do martial arts Brazilian Jiu Jitsu so you like I needed to be sustained Mm -hmm. and so that's where we came up with this whole cuisine of just sort of like okay this is actual real food and a lot of it's accidentally vegan in the first place like you know like mashed potatoes are mashed potatoes until you pour cheese and milk into it you know like Mm -hmm. that's just something that the dairy industry forced us to do 50 years ago because we all were told that if we didn't consume dairy somehow our bones were going to liquefy and we weren't going to grow up properly (laughs) or some nonsense like that so I, I, I think it's part of this 
I consider us part of like an entire revolution of sort of like getting culinary back to where it should be and, and mm -hmm. being more honest with the consumers of what you should be consuming. Yeah. And so, you know, you said you, you've traveled all around the country living with the army and just through your job in, in, in the culinary world. Uh, why did you come to Southern Cuisine? You know, you said you lived in Chicago and Bulgaria. Why Southern Cuisine? Uh, I, I, I naturally gravitated it towards, I guess it's hardiness. Mm -hmm. You know, one, I, I'm, this is not something else that your podcast is going to probably blow up online. I don't <laughs> even know what Chicago cuisine is. Like, you know, like, I don't know what Midwestern food, despite living there. I mean, I guess it was because mm -hmm. I was living in the middle of the city. I know there's a Chicago dog. Yeah. You know, that they dip beef and juices and things mm -hmm. like that. But as far as it being like an actual, like historical cuisine. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what that is. It mm -hmm. probably exists, and I'm sure I'm going to get a bunch of emails about it yeah. right now. So. <laughs> but um, Bulgarian cuisine is fantastic, but it's mm -hmm. just not mine, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I didn't really feel that my heart and soul was into it. Uh, I was raised mostly in an Italian household, and okay. um, so and I, and I love Italian cuisine. Mm -hmm. I just thought that to, you know, Southern cuisine was gaining such a reputation of being meat focused Yeah, that I, I wanted to be a disruptor brand. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I wanted to come in here and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Historically, this is not what we're talking about. You mm -hmm. know, historically, you know, collard greens and black eyed peas and various Carolina gold rices and things like that. Like these were the main substance of those plates, you know, mm -hmm. cornbread and like all those things. If you happen to have some animal, like, okay, we'll sprinkle that in there for various reasons. But, you know, for hundreds of years, this is what Southern food was. So let's mm -hmm. stop ignoring that because we all figured out how to make bacon in, in house or something like that. You know, like, so like I really wanted to sort of, like I was saying, be one of those disruptor brands and sort of get us back on track of what actual Southern food should be in some, you know, we, we're polarized here in America. You know, yeah. It's either, oh, we're going to eat nothing but, what's the term, tail to snout or something like that? Yeah. Or we're going to be 100% vegan and only eat raw grains and smoothies, you mm -hmm. know? And so I wanted to be that happy middle that, yeah. okay, like, okay, let's still have savory profiles. Let's still do that, but let's work with our vegetables to get there. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we actually had a, an oncologist on a few episodes back. Okay. Who, <laughs> I'll get there. Just give me a second. Who, was, who said that she promotes a plant-based diet for her, uh, for her patients? And she said that it's not necessarily about giving it all up or completely abstaining from. It's more about like a harm reduction kind of method sure. where you can still have those things if you want them, but in moderation and focus on plants. I, it, it, I take it that that's sort of the angle you're coming at where you don't necessarily saying everybody has to be vegan but if you want a good vegan option i got it 100 percent. and then this is this gets me in trouble also because like you know realistically people that are 100 percent plant-based you know we have places to eat mm -hmm. you know and depending on what stat you go off of let's say it's seven percent of the population yeah why would i start a business and only for catered at seven percent of the population and if we're going to make an impact the impact isn't by just you know you know continuously trying to cater to that 7%, the impact's the 93%, mm -hmm. like getting those other people. So what our goal is, is I always make, you know, like people always walk into our restaurants and they're like, they start out the conversation with the point of sale person. I'm not vegan, mm -hmm. but I'm like, dude, I don't care. Yeah, right. Could care less, you know, like, <laughs> just welcome. Welcome to the environment. Have mm -hmm. some food. Do whatever you want afterwards. I'm not yeah. here to tell you about, you know, you don't have to, like, buy the cloaked hood and, like, join the secret ceremony. Yeah. Just eat some vegetables, you know? Like, just eat the damn vegetables, you yeah. know? like and, uh, and have a good time doing it. So what we really want to do is we want to bring plant-based foods into sort of part of the national dialogue, you know? Like, when, when your friends or your significant other, when you have that 
everyday conversation about like, what are we going to eat today? You know, okay, mm-hmm. we're going to rifle them off. You know, there's sushi, there's Chinese, there's Thai, there's barbecue, this, that, and the mm-hmm. other thing. But like, if you were like, I don't know, how about vegan? Like, your response is yeah. going to be like from whoever you're speaking with is be like, what, what, why did you just say that? You know, yeah, like, right? exactly. you know like, like, are you trying, oh, now you're going to try to make me blah, blah, blah. No, mm-hmm. man, I just want it to be part of that dialogue to where it's like, man, I haven't had good vegan food in like two weeks. Let's go get vegan. Yeah. You know, like that's that. And that is part of the dialogue in major metropolitan environments. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, in Orlando, you know, we're, we're not a big city. We're, we're not the woods. So mm-hmm. we're like in that constant gray area, yeah. you know? And I think that it's it's Orlando's time to where we can have that conversation and not have to be like, because people are like, oh, let's do vegan. Okay. And then you immediately like, okay, I'm going to suffer tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to not have the fun time that yeah. we were talking about. And I'm going to leave know? hungry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so I want to be the option to where, you know, like, okay, no, let's do that. Let's go get a couple beers, you know, and, mm-hmm. and down some, you know, some, some versions of, of plant-based sloppy joe or our plant-based version of a fried chicken sandwich or something like that. And, and that's part of that dialogue now. It's where just like you say, well, I'm presuming that you would say, like, oh, mm-hmm. I haven't had Thai in a while. You yeah. Know? Like. Well, let's do that as well, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my goal. Gotcha. So you first started out as the vegan hot dog cart. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was in what year? I think it's 2012. 2012. Okay. So then, uh, how long before you get into opening up Dharma? So we realized that the vegan hot dog cart was was doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was many people that had run it previously, and they'd all done great jobs. But no one had actually branded it the vegan hot dog cart. Everybody mm-hmm. called it some weird little personal thing, even though everybody in Orlando called it the vegan hot dog cart. Gotcha. You know, so it didn't have a Facebook page, it didn't have an Instagram, it didn't have a logo, mm-hmm. it didn't have anything. So once we sort of like branded it and tightened it up a little bit, people were lining up down the street because now they can identify oh, where is this thing going to be. It was less of like a mythical creature that you mm-hmm. happen to run into at, yeah. at you know at two forty five when you were intoxicated and yeah. told other people like I found the vegan hot dog cart. Like no, you didn't. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. I haven't seen it in six months. You know, kind yeah. of thing. We found a solid location. We started building that clientele base, and we were like, "This has more legs than just being a cart." Mm-hmm. But uh, operating an exclusively vegan hot dog menu, mm-hmm. I didn't think would transfer to a brick and mortar goal. Yeah. At the end of the mm-hmm. day, you know, like hot dog heaven over on Colonial. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. You know, just being there for eight hundred years, maybe, or something like that. Mm-hmm. But only serving hot dogs. I think that there's. A challenge there, yeah. you know. Plus, it limits my my creativity a little mm-hmm. bit. Everything has to be on the medium of a plant based hot dog. Like, I mean, you know, like yeah, like, exactly. And once you've had a plant based hot dog, you've, you've had most of them. Yeah, okay, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what I mean, and just like any hot dogs, after that, you're just piling exactly. things on top of things. So we had to expand the menu, mm-hmm. and so that's where Dharma Southern Kitchen came about. So um, we had a food trailer, mm-hmm. and then we were able to sort of jump into sandwiches and sides and things like that and play with other mediums and all you know before you know it I had I had too many things to even cook on the trailer itself mm-hmm. coincidentally you know our our media following started you know, blowing up we've got a wonderful social media manager Samantha Wallace she's been with the company since day one she does an awesome job and we, we started seeing all this like when can I start depending on because people were like following us like a, a farmer's market mm-hmm. or we'd pop up in a gas station parking lot and people were like no I, I just want to know like when I can come and like do this on a more routine basis and you know have a beer because you know you can't sell beer out of a food truck yeah things like that so that's when we found our location on south street in the milk district mm-hmm. uh, market on south so that opened uh seven years ago mm-hmm. i can't do the math right now in 2015 um yeah about seven i think yeah so, so somewhere between 2014 and 2015 we opened market on south okay 
And uh, we rock and rolled there for a while, learning a ton of lessons about, you know, like, because, you know, like being an executive chef at someone else's restaurant is an entirely different animal yes. than running a restaurant yeah. and having, like, all the, like, I, had, I had to become a payroll specialist. I had mm-hmm. to become a, a CPA, basically. I had to become a bookkeeper. You know, I had to know about equipment maintenance schedules and, you know, lease negotiations and mm-hmm. all this whole other world. Um, and it's all you. It's your... Yeah. Mostly your money, mostly your face. Yeah. yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I do. I have a partner at Market on South, and, and we split up some of those responsibilities. But you're just collectively tackling the same all new concepts. Yeah, you know. So like, and there's not shit that they t- teach in culinary school. Yeah, you know, like there's not classes on this. You're just stuff. instantly drinking from a fire hose. One hundred percent. So luckily, you know, the the community support was there, and I, and I was able to to do both for a mm-hmm. while. Uh, and I think it was 2019. April of 2019, when we went into our Tampa location in the Armature Works food hall. And then, of course, you know, what was it, 10 months later, you know, the world falls apart. Yeah. Kind of As we have a lease signed in Sanford. So we opened up the Sanford one in July of 2020. Oh, wow. In full-blown yeah. middle of all of it. We're yeah. Like, That's just when everything reopened, too. Like, just started to trickle open. Oh, it was yeah. wild. Because, uh-huh. I mean, and then, you you know, you've got all kinds of, like, social political commentary happening at the damn register. Yeah. And do I have to do this or do I not have to do this? And you're right. you're a hippie if you believe that weird nonsense. And you're already from... getting that as a vegan restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah, it was a lot. It was yeah. a lot to handle. So <laughs> anything, my takeaway from the pandemic was just like I was able to achieve a new level of damn zen. I was just mm-hmm. like I was able to really prioritize, you know. Mm-hmm. I actually start most of my days out at um, doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu because okay. When you start your day out with another grown man or woman trying to asphyxiate you, you know, mm-hmm. strangle you to unconsciousness, yeah. the rest of the day is pretty simple. Right. You know, exactly. like, and, and if you really, like, take the comparisons out of it, you know, <laughs> you got like. got over that hurdle. Exactly. And nice and bright and early, you know, like, took a shower. Everybody else is sort of, I'm laughing at him about, yeah. like, like, hey, I have this really big problem. Like, do you? <laughs> like, <laughs> let me tell you what happened an hour and a half ago, right. you know. I saw the ligature marks. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so I just learned sort of how to navigate that, and I'm—I mean, man, I'm—you uh, know—not to be braggy, even, but mm-hmm. I think most small business owners can say that you know, sort of like what happens from here into the future. We're we're equipped with mm-hmm. a, with a level of uh, thick skin and and multitasking capabilities and just survival skills yeah. that nobody had, you know, two and a half years ago. So. I think there's there's going to be a lot of cool things in store for Orlando in the future. Absolutely. So so you opened the two the second two locations very close together, and that was right in the thick of everything. Mm-hmm. What was the, what was the biggest challenge? I mean, outside of the obvious, you know, like yeah, so many restaurants have dealt with hiring shortages and uh, supply chain issues. You know, I have to imagine that you know you who need very specific things for your restaurant that 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 might have been even more of a challenge. So the biggest challenge in hindsight, mm-hmm. I haven't actually really quantified this in my head either. I'm distilled, quantified. I, I, you were dealing with people's lives, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, we already were sort of talking about that earlier about how, you know, we sell a product that you physically consume. Yeah. You know, it will affect your health, mm-hmm. positive or negative, minute or grand. Like what you purchase food wise, like it does dictate the longevity of your life, whether you're going to have a, heart attack at that stage yeah. of the game or anything like that you know so but that was this was an amplified version you know like we had to worry about how is this thing being transferred you mm-hmm. know like am I setting up 
and we have like 60, 70 employees, like, you know, like, and those people have families and they have children and then they go and see mothers and fathers and grandparents and, you know, like, and so there's a social responsibility aspect as well as like, you know, you're taking care of this family that Mm -hmm. you, that you've brought on to, you know, support one another. That was what kept me up the most at night was just trying to figure out like, we have no idea what we're doing. Mm -hmm. No one knew, you know, we're we're all not pandemic specialists or, Mm -hmm. you know, like whatever those are called. Yeah. And you know, but here we are, you know, frontline workers or mm-hmm. whatever we were called at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, cloth masks or can 95s or six feet distance or 12 feet distance or, and then, you know, we have people walking into our store just, you know, to take their mask off and start screaming weird, dumb DeSantis. Sorry, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's just sort of like where does like it's like the whole world went bad for a little bit there, and you you just I just had to be the calm in the storm, you know, mm-hmm. like so like, that old thing where it's like you know, hey, show me your hand, kind of thing, you know, yeah. like, and you just had to be the steady hand, you know, no matter what decisions you were making. But I think we made some bad ones and we made some really great ones, mm-hmm. but we were on the fly yeah. the whole time. So, so you guys weathered it now, and now you're you're looking to the future. We're looking to the yeah. No, so the one the restaurants made it through. No mm-hmm. one died. You yes. Know? <laughs> that was you know a miracle on its own yeah um no you know we, we're, we are we're looking to the future about um i think about three months ago we were like okay mm-hmm. now it's it's time to not ignore what's currently happening but it's sort of you know i think the learning phase is over you know even yeah. if new strains come out like mm-hmm. we know yeah what our protocol is exactly now. so now we can You've build got all the tools that. exactly so let's start building you know, mm-hmm. and so that's when we started looking at raising capital, where those locations are going to be, you know, what are our realistic timeframes, you know, so our goal right now is three locations by the end of the year. So we're, by the end of 2022. Yeah. So when we opened up the one downtown last week, mm-hmm. so we're, we're one, you know. And again, where's that? Just so everyone knows. It's on Orange Avenue in Sly Fox. So, Sly Fox. Um, you know, Sly Fox Bar in Orange and in Washington, we partnered up with that location. So mm-hmm. we're the, the first vegan restaurant to have full liquor. Nice. So that's awesome. You know, open up, open until two forty-five a.m. So you know people can have fun other spaces downtown. Mm-hmm. Go through last call, and then you know everyone wants to stumble somewhere and have something good afterwards. And hopefully we're that spot. So we're right, we're right in that little corridor where there's like Tinataka, there's Gringos Locos, mm-hmm. you know, there's Neon Beach, and then there's you know we're, we're, we're vegan hot dog cart inside of Sly Fox is right there as well. So we're gonna do all vegan burgers. We're like loaded tots. Uh, mm-hmm. Sides of tots, all various different kinds of actual vegan hot dogs, and then we're going to expand on that menu as we keep rocking and rolling. Gotcha. And so you have two more locations that you're hoping to open this year. Uh, do you have locations for those yet? Yeah, we're actually in construction on one, and it's on Old Cheney. It's a location called Fort Pitt. You know, Old Cheney is that weird little road between 436 and uh, 50, right? Yeah, right dancers. Yes, you yes, know, yes. I mean, mm-hmm. not that I've known where. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's that place there called yeah. Dancers Royale. <laughs> so you got, yeah, hey, whoever owns Dancers needs to give me some money for that plug, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so um, there's a spot over there that used to be an old general store forever ago. Old yeah. Cheney used to run all the way out to 50 and take you to the beach. Like yeah. An old, like, dirt and buggy kind of Model T Ford time frame. Right, right, and right. You'd, Straight to, like, Titusville. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so you'd load up. At this place, it was called Fort Pitt because the family was from Pittsburgh. Hmm. And it's just been a sustaining, like, uh, it, was, it wasn't a general store for the last, like, 50 years. It was more of, like, a handy mart kind of mm-hmm. environment. And so we're in construction to make that uh, sort of a Dharma 
outpost kind okay. of thing. It'll be a smaller environment than Market on South, but we have a large backyard that we will be able to mural out and show like project movies and you know we'll have sunshades and you know festival lighting mm-hmm. and music back there and so it's a it's a larger facility even though the kitchen space will be smaller but we'll still be rocking and rolling on over there and the third location we're looking to sign a lease we almost have it locked up in tampa we want to take a actual solid brick and mortar to tampa but actually i, I just got back i literally came to this podcast from gainesville i was looking oh, at wow. gainesville also so yeah. we're we're looking you know up and coming metropolitan environments collegiate heavy you know mm-hmm. we that's we, we trend well with people between like ages of like 18 and 42 yeah is there any plans for anything out near like a ucf or anything like that so ucf is definitely on our radar we just have to find the right spot yeah you know, kind of thing so yeah and it's it's coming at a premium now i know a lot of places are popping up there i can think of you know three or four just off the top of my head yep. yeah yeah so, so the, the waterford lakes ucf area it's it's a madhouse out mm-hmm. there so and i'm from oviedo so oh, yeah. I, I know what's going on out there. We have our eye on it. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I would I can't imagine we won't have an Oviedo by 2024. So, yeah. But for right now, um, the end of the year plans, we're, we're on track. Yeah. So what's what's the what's the radius you're looking at? You said Gainesville. You, you already have a spot in Tampa. Sanford, are you just trying to that's focus kind of on that, like... Yeah, whatever, is that Central Florida? More or less, yeah. yeah, going out towards, like, to, like, Daytona is pretty yeah. much, yeah. We, we, when we when we have a plan for when we tackle South Florida mm-hmm. or North Florida and things like that, we're actually looking at South Florida and what we call the low country. So, mm-hmm. South Florida, you know, we got to do a Fort Lauderdale, a West Palm, and a Miami. Mm-hmm. Or something in those in that territory. Yeah. Everyone in Sunrise and Hialeah is going to be yelling at me for not coming to the... No. Like, <laughs> th- those are the general parameters of, like, mm-hmm. you know, it took me for forever to realize that everything wasn't Miami, even mm-hmm. being from almost from Florida, you know, yeah. like, like I'd be cruising down the turnpike or down 95 and I'd see some high rise structures and be like, oh, we're in Miami. Like, no, you're in, you're yeah. in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's Miami, right? Like, no, no, no. It's like, oh, it's, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. It's another 45 minutes or something like that. And even just there. like the read, like South Florida, Central Florida, North Florida, they're like three different states almost. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So. so we're going to tackle that all at one time, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to like nitpicking down there. We'll open all three of those at the same time. Gotcha. Um, Are these going to be all company owned? Are you free? Franchising? So 50-50 right now. So okay. we're, we're, our plans are is that we've got sort of both things happening. The locations that we've talked about currently, those are all company-owned locations. Mm-hmm. But what we're doing with those company-owned lo- locations is something that's necessary for franchising called proof of concept. So you're proving your concept. Mm-hmm. Is it worth franchising? So you know, any kind of any uh, franchisee could, could easily say, "Well, yeah, you got one location that got lucky at this mm-hmm. one spot in time, and you know your own personal local connections helped draw all of that." But you can't do that if you open up one in L.A. because you ain't know anybody in L.A. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So we have to prove the concept. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, there's probably about a year of just paperwork. That yeah. needs to happen um, in order to become a legitimate franchisable commodity to where you can go to somebody else and legitimately sell your brand to them. So we've started that documentation process a few weeks ago. Gotcha. So we're so is like the goal to become sort of like I mean, not fast food, but you know, it's, it's like it's similar to like a, a chain on the level of like a, a McDonald's, a Denny's, a. 
well, those are those are big. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like if you were if if if, if there was some paperwork here, be like, hey, this is how you know you mm. get to McDonald's status. I would sign the documents immediately. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for two reasons. I mean, one, I mean, like you know, who doesn't you know want to have something such a, such a grand business yeah. themselves? But also the 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 impact that we can make being a plant based brand on at that, that scale. scale. I mean, just to to be able to me- take those metrics and show like, hey, like this is how much water you've saved and this is how much this and mm-hmm. you know like all that kind of stuff i would love to see something happen at that scale but i also i know my brain operates at that level but mm-hmm. i have to tone myself down and, and factor in like five-year plans yeah absolutely so, i mean does it does it encourage you when you see places like burger king you know doing like plant-based you know patties i know they're not oh, vegan yeah. but i'm yep 100 percent. i mean because i mean what what it's telling me is that i was right not mm-hmm. to be boastful but yeah. you know the market's ready for this people do want this kind of stuff you know, like, and despite the, you know, the naysayers are always the loudest, but they're always the minorities, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, the people that are screaming about this is a trend and blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing, like, they're aging out. We're not going to hear those voices much anymore. You know, like, p- people are, they, they, the stigma's gone, mm-hmm. I think. I think it's almost entirely gone. When yeah. people walk in and they're like, man, I'm vegan and my daughter dragged me here. It's like, okay, grandpa, like, yeah. <laughs> like let me hold your hand. We're going to get through this yeah, together, right? you know? Exactly. But it's not like we have to do that with everybody anymore. Most of the people don't even think twice about it. And that's becoming part of that national dialogue that I was talking Absolutely. about earlier. So, okay, so someone comes to your restaurant and it's their first time there. I'm not a vegan, but blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what do you recommend? What's their entry point at Dharma where you can say like, oh, you want this. Try this and everything else will kind of make sense. Well, so where fried chicken is great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we didn't open it with, with fried chicken on the menu. It's something we've developed over the last few years and, and we've had on our menu for the last year and a half and it's become our number one seller. Is it like a wheat meat or? So it's a soy product okay. that we get. There's actually a brand that um, we, I found them in Sweden. Oh, and I, I talked to them, and so we're bringing in an actual product that's not available to the uh, the average American consumer. You can't go and pick it up in the grocery store, like you know, like Beyond or something like yeah. that. So I like I like how we're we're a unique brand. We're you know we're one of the only ones using that. Um, but it is an entirely soy product, so but not gluten, so mm-hmm. it doesn't you know. But then we we bread it in glutinous stuff. So yeah, you know, like, which is which is a big you know the miss. A lot of people think that because we have plant based cuisine that we also have everything, you know, we're GMO-free, we're, yeah. we're, we're gluten-free, mm-hmm. we're soy-free, we're nightshade-free. And I'm like, man, that's that's awesome that you need that in your cuisine. Mm-hmm. But like, well, who told you to come to the fried right? chicken, the vegan fried chicken <laughs> spot to get your gluten-free fix on? You know, right, like, so, exactly. But, but we do offer gluten-free products because I want to respect those consumers. Mm-hmm. And, there's yeah. whole, and, and it's the same way that I was entertained by doing plant-based foods. Okay, let's see what happens when you take the gluten away. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's the same... The same kind of curiosity is peaked, you know, but mm-hmm. like a lot of it doesn't happen under the same roof. So like, we have to sort of tell people like, you know, like, is it a preference or is it a sensitivity or mm. are you going to die? Yeah. Because like, if you're going <laughs> to die, you need to, f- I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, like Try somewhere else. there's a bakery right there. It's in <laughs> the air, you know, like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, uh, but uh, in, we, we have also, you know, like we just were able to get our, our cheese sauce to be gluten-free mm-hmm. and a couple other things. So 
Um, but our, but yeah, the, the, the big entry point, because we do fried chicken box, you know, like mm-hmm. those old school southern like white boxes of chicken. Yeah. You, know, you get a couple pieces of chicken, you get a biscuit, you get a little, you know, like we do agave drizzle on there instead of honey, mm-hmm. and a little side. So you can choose like mac and cheese or potato salad or anything along those yeah. lines. So we throw some pickles in there, some bread and butter pickles. And so like when you look at it, it's like, like the nostalgia of like that old like, you know, mm-hmm. church's chicken box or Maryland fried chicken box yeah. or anything like that, you know, like it's it's there, we're doing it. Like mm-hmm. that's what our brand is trying to say It's like, hey, just you know sometimes you know if, if you want to next day go and eat the actual fried chicken up I'm not here to tell you what to do right no, I'm not gonna tell you what to do in your bedroom in your church or what you're doing for lunch the next day I'm yeah. just saying today why don't you come and try what we're doing excellent you know? yeah yeah so where can people find you online you know where's where's uh, I know you've already said your locations where can people find you online social media all that Dharma Southern Kitchen on Instagram Dharma Southern Kitchen on Facebook DharmaSouthernKitchen.com <laughs> <laughs> Nice and simple. All right. Well, thank you so much, Sean Noonan. It was a pleasure having you here. I wish you the best of luck with your expansions. Keep us up to date with everything you're doing. And, uh, you know, we'll keep the listeners up to date. Cool. Thank you for listening to Florida Foodie. We'd also like to thank our guest, Sean Noonan. You can find out more about his business online at dharmasouthernkitchen.com. You can also find it on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Dharma Southern Kitchen. Be sure to follow Lisa Bell online. Search Lisa Bell News on Facebook and Instagram or Lisa Bell News 6 on Twitter. You can also find Candace Campos on social media. She's on Twitter. Just search at Candace News 6. And on Facebook, search Candace Campos News 6. Also, a big thank you to our technical producers, Derek Mosier and Ryan Haley, and our director, Rich Burns. I'm the show's producer, Thomas Mates. Please take the time to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or you can tell a friend about us. And you can find videos of all of our podcasts online at clickorlando.com slash Florida Foodie. And be sure to sign up for the Florida Foodie newsletter while you're there.